here we are, everybody. Episode number 67 of the Bend and Blend podcast. On this episode, this is part one of two with my good friend Nick LaFaro. Um, I call him Badger and always have since high school, so if there's no confusion. Badger is Nick LaFaro of LaFaro Metal Arts, and we get to talk about his newest project that he just installed um, in the Poudre Canyon at the Mishawaka Amphitheater, cool music venue perfect spot for his sculpture Luna Mothra um, you can check his stuff out on Instagram at LaFaro underscore metal arts or check out his webpage LaFaroMetalArts.com um, he also wrote co-wrote a book companion book for Luna Mothra the cool story and uh, really great animate or uh, excuse me animation illustration by some local artists I will tag all of them so you can check out their art as well um, just really cool. He co-wrote it with his mom, Penny. Um, anyways, this guy is just a source of creativity that I always um, appreciate and admire. And this music playing in the background is also Badger's original music. He goes by Toponis on SoundCloud. Uh, check him out there. Anyways, let's get into the conversation. Um, it's a good one. This is, again, this is part one. Um, enjoy, everybody. Hopefully you get inspired by this and just... Uh, yeah, you guys can, if nothing else, you can just laugh at our silliness. Here we go, everybody. Cheers. Thanks. Here we are, Badgie. Okay, for people just tuning in, I am talking with Nick LaFaro from LaFaro Metal Arts. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, so everybody needs to go follow your art page. It's at LaFaro underscore Metal Arts. That's correct, yeah. On Insta Jizzle. And then uh, I'm not. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Well, that's my other page. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, that's something else. Your hair's getting long there, buddy. Yeah. You too. You look like. I, uh, I just cut mine, believe it or not. Everybody, I was like, I was like, there was quarantine hair. And they were like, fuck off. That's way longer than quarantine. Yeah. Like, now okay, you're in. Three well, years. Exactly. You and Thaddeus are in uh, beyond quarantine hair. And now you're in like, that's dedication hair. You're in uh, you owe alimony payments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I look very hair. white trash right now. Shoot, <laughs> got yeah, We both kind of have a white trash thing going on, so we both owe some child payments, right? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Demons or I call <laughs> so angels. My dad didn't like my shirt either. My summon <laughs> demons shirt. So people will just listen mostly, and you're wearing a "Let's Summon Demons" T-shirt. Yeah. Um, I might have you got a municipal yeah, waste shirt. I am, yeah, yeah, color, color coordination we got going on here. Uh, let me take a watch how dumb I am at technology. I'll take a screenshot of you. Did you freeze? You there, Badger? Jesus, you look. Oh man, I'm gonna send you a picture of what I just got. <laughs> you, were you screenshotting? Just so you know what, just so you know what you are. Um, you know what you are, <laughs> anyways. Enough preamble. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the and mostly the listeners the interviewee type thing. Um, but we'll start with your latest sculpture that you uh, premiered at the Mishawaka Theater. Uh, what is what is the do they call it? What do they call it? the Mishawaka Inn? Not anymore, right? Uh they're they're. I think the cabins on site are only for touring bands. You know, so there's okay. no actual like hotel there. There's it's the Mishawaka Amphitheater. Now. Okay, all right. So, but it's theater with an R before the E, which makes it makes it sound way more like sophisticated theater. Yeah, <laughs> I will personally not see a movie 
if it's not a theater. Yeah, well, and it has to have the accent goo over the e. Yeah, yeah, that, that's I know. If the movie sucks, it was your fault for not going into yeah, the right. You're not classy enough to watch this. <laughs> But you're... Yeah, no, it was up there. Yep, the Mishawaka Amphitheater. Yeah, so they do live music. Yeah, uh, it's a restaurant. It's a pub. Um, it's also a little tourist trap too in the canyon. It is, and that's what an awesome spot for your piece of sculpture to be at. It's uh, it's there. Yeah, now is that a permanently? It is per. Okay, that was yep. nice. I was. I, I was cemented wondering. that bastard in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In. Um, and people can check out that, like, you have a lot of cool, like pictures of it. And do you have any other, like, I guess, yeah, we can send people to your, uh, webpage, right? That's correct. Yeah. Just lofaro metal arts.com. Nice. Okay. And then they can all one at, word. Yeah. Nice. That's what I'll, and I'll make sure I tag that. So people can go look at your other stuff, but Mothra was the Luna Mothra was your, that was like the last year you spent was building her right yeah i know you did a little few in-betweens it's like smaller but that she was like the big project right like i always said like every sculpture i do is like an album Mm -hmm. and Mm. she was my luna mothra album and then working on that album i'd get bored and try to do new things and it's really important to kind of take a break and build smaller things or you know i built like a sci-fi gun that was used for like a local film and it looked like a super soaker from like 1992, which is exactly what I was going for. Awesome. You know, stuff like that. So. I love those Easter eggs you throw in. That's nice for us 90s kids. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that. It's always 80s primarily. Yeah, 80s. Or, yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, from Star Trek. Star You're on what? the right track. <laughs> that's like the offshoot. That's like a Russian offshoot that they like. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek. You, you Star Trek. Star Trek with an X. (laughs) But no, that's good. One that is good. I think for other, I like, that's why it's fun talking to your friends that are also artists of you all. We all kind of share that same, like, yeah, it's important to like, not, I, and maybe none of our, at least not my, I'm a little obsessive and I know you are too, but not to the point of like, like not to the point of madness where it's like badgers just locked it. Or do you lock yourself away? Like, you know, it, it, I think there's a, a, yeah, there's definitely a balance there. I think during quarantine, there was even a point when I was welding on her and, uh, I swear to God, there was one day, like I, I, you know, news was really bad. It was during the time of quarantine where I was really afraid. Uh, I even, but I was also like, eh, maybe it's the world's time. Right. (laughs) But then I was working on art and I was like, oh my God, I'm. I'm getting paid for this project and, and like, what does art matter in the apocalypse? Like what is, if any, if everything doesn't come to fruition, how, what the hell's the point of any of this? So that was a scariest point. Like what is your role in the world? If it ends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's an interest. I wonder how many other artists felt that. And that's interesting. You felt that of like, what, what does this matter? Right. Yeah. What does it matter that I'm doing anything right now? Like, should I yeah. be preparing for doomsday? Should you, you know, be getting healthier? You know, what was the point of anything? So I think there was mm. a point there, um, you know, and we were, we were actually shut in, but I fortunately had, I have a lot of like mad scientist fantasies where I really enjoy the idea of being locked in a dungeon or being <laughs> locked in a cabin for the winter. I really do. Uh, yeah. Just so I could be forced to, finish something you know what i mean for us to yeah for instance oh. a project you should work on 
And someone was like, I rented a seaside cabin for you right on the beach. And the only thing is you can't leave that island. Like I'm, I'm fucking in. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, well, God, that's weird. Bet That's not weird. That's not the right word. That's you remember Duma Key I, by Stephen King. Duma Key. Did you yeah, ever read? Man, it? I rem I read it, but I can't. Re I remember that the, like he would row out to that little island, and the message right. kept changing. I never finished. I don't think I finished it. Right. It's but loosely the same thing. Like he had a uh, an island, like a, a little cabin in the Keys. Is it yeah. a cabin if it's on the ocean? Like his so, yeah, and and I that sounds that that's a lot of authors that classic. Like I go right in a cabin. In the woods by myself. And so, yeah, I mean, you're on to something with the isolation, especially if you're a solo, you're, and you are, you, you collaborate with other artists, but not in the way, not in the traditional, like you weld a piece, I weld a piece. Like, yeah, but, dude, I had a lot to learn about that. That's a whole good topic to bring up. Yeah. Well, and, and that was for the book that you guys are, I'm assuming the collaboration was with not only the book people, but also the, the artists too. But, so for Luna Mothra, like when you're, when you're welded, when you were in the shop, what, like what, we, cause it's always, I always like to know, like what music did you listen to, if any, and like, what were your, like, you know, like in a work day, it's like, did you take lunch breaks? Did you, cause that, I know it sounds that some people would be like, well, who cares? It's like, yeah, but he might have some weird to say like, yeah, I go out and do, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it is that headspace of like, do you look at it like I'm doing this is my job to um, eight hours today? Did it matter? Like, did you regulate like, OK, I got to put in this many hours or was it just let me get this shit done and I'll, whatever, however long it takes? That that is an awesome topic. Well, and I also so I got laid off, but it was also I received the sculpture commission. So it was yeah. really like it was partly madness where I was. uh it's kind of like the capitalistic background of our psyche where we feel we punish ourselves for not working. You know, yeah. you have a day off like, oh, you're not allowed to enjoy anything. It's kind of like if you're ever unemployed and yeah. people don't think you should be enjoying something. So so, uh, you know, to go to the first question, music was super important. I also I, I had a really big warehouse I was able to work in, but I had brought my PA speakers for my band days in. And, yeah. you know, I was, either, I was blasting music pretty much all day and it was really in like the industrial part of town. So I really could play music as loud as possible. And, and it ranged from classical Gothic piano to cello music on some days uh, to, you know, black metal on the others, uh, stoner, mm. a lot of stoner metal. Um, yeah. Like green and leaf of, and yeah. yeah graveyard. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, but you know, there was a lot of like more delicate days and days I just wanted to hang. I ended up playing a lot of like horn music too. I love a lot of like old funk. Um, uh, a mutual friend of ours was sending me a lot of uh, bands uh, like Budos Band. It's a little like, for lack of a better word, I know. Like darker. Yeah. yeah. Like I know darker Budo, horns. Great. I think yep, like some great, great jams. So it was all depending on my personality, like, or how I felt that day. But it was, it was funny. I did. And then, you know, to go those long hours at the shop, lots of snacks, lots of water. My shop was very hot in the summer and I hated, and it's so funny because it's like welding in summer is like you, you end up taking <laughs> more leather and, and less, you're wearing less protection because you're hot, you know, but yeah. in turn, you're burning the fuck out of yourself with these little sparks all the time. So my preferred season is winter to weld if, if I can find some good warmth, you know? 
Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, Colorado, I guess oh, I, you could have led with a little bit. Of, sorry, we're Badger is in, you're in Edwards, Colorado right now. And you were, yep, your shop was in Fort Collins. And for people that have never been to Colorado, the front range, meaning Denver and front range, like it gets fucking hot. So that, and also I've welded a little it's bit. It's a dry it's, heat, man. It's dry. It's a dry heat. It's better for you. Fuck off. Still hot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, well, that's, I think that's important too. I like, we always, that point comes up a lot of like, what do you listen to, to, or if, if like, do you listen to anything? And I've never, I haven't run into too many people that are like, I, I don't, I work in silence. Like, I think we're all such, you know, the creative, I, uh, I'm sure they're out there, but it's so far, like everybody's like, yeah, I, music is, even if it's like, it does, it's not the main focus. That's why there's such good playlists out there of like, to me, like Tyke, anything instrumental is just good work, like creative music. Like, Hey, I got to paint today. So I'm put on music that I don't have to pay attention to, meaning a lot of just instrumental shit, but Right, right. It was all mood like, for me, but yeah. but with what you were saying about silence, there were some days uh, for those who are listening that haven't been to Colorado. We didn't get really any rain last year. Yeah. Um, I can remember really like one or two days where I had the the full garage door in the shop open, and I didn't play music because I couldn't believe it was raining. And that was yeah. like one of my; those were probably the two most productive days I had because a lot of the times I'm extremely influenced by weather, like. And maybe I should live in Seattle or something or on the coast because rainy days, I get so much done. When it's sunny out, I feel like I need to get my dogs out or I need to go get outside or go hiking or <laughs> or, yeah. or go look at farm animals. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I, when it's rainy is yeah. my favorite. So those days, it's kind of like the asthma of, of weather, right? Like when it's raining, I want to fully embrace and obsess over the weather but it's a sunny day you're usually like what you're hiding from it or trying to get in it more yeah rain, you can just do whatever the fuck you want well and that's interesting because that psychology especially this year it's like a sunny day like everybody's like i have to be out of the house because i'm that like that meant that went way up at least for me too like i would feel i know i've always had a little anxiety about wasting my day like, oh, fuck, it's nice out. And uh, like, I didn't do anything. I just watched movies. I feel guilty. And it's weird. Like, it, I shouldn't. Like, we're having fun. Like, I'm in, I enjoyed my day. But that that is like that weird, I need to be out and take advantage. And that's probably a product of a little bit of like, there's some advertising there that sunk in finally. Like, you need to get outside and be. And yes, of course. But if you're. That, yeah, that's hard. I wonder if that I'm going to have that as a new question for other artists. Artists, why did I go, why did I go crazy there? <laughs> for uh, those of you who are not listening, we're now. But uh, like ask that question, like does weather – oh, that Badger, that's great. Uh, that's a great – I never even thought about it until like does weather affect your ability to create like the motivation? And yeah, that's fast. I like that. That's a fascinating – I, well, dude, I will not, also. Yeah, I I will also watch. I'm a big scary movie fan and horror movie in general, but I will watch 
movies dependent on what season is in the movie and what season is in like yeah. in wintertime i love watching like stranded in the arctic thing type of movies but in, <laughs> in summertime it's desert movies or uh, jaws or something you know so uh, <laughs> you're very seasonal badger that's so oh, it's such a pumpkin dumb. spice pumpkin spice <laughs> But that's interesting. Anything. That is interesting. I don't, I, I have to, now I'll, I have to think about that for me. And that might be, that might be a pattern because I think about my drawings and uh, wades and uh, people are like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Maybe I'll put this video up, Badger, but uh, we, we need to see our faces, but. Well, we need to decide if like the video that. is going up or not. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the summer, like in summer, I don't, I'm like, I can't sit inside and draw and listen to music as fun as it oh, is sure. when I do it. I'm like, I get that anxiety of like, go out, go outside. So that, that I feel that especially here in, in, in California, it's sun. We don't, it doesn't rain here and we're, we're in deep shit, but because <laughs> there's no water. Well, that's not true, but you know what I mean? Like, anyways, it, it I've gotten less and less dread about or anxiety about that here because it's sunny all the fucking time and so i'm like yeah i can waste a sunny day well that's a great bed. point back to duma key you know there's a lot of like horror where it's very bright too yeah you know? yeah yeah it is because it becomes like monot it's the same thing over and over like is this what is happening how is it sunny right. 70 and days I think that's, maybe that's the overall point is like we uh, i thrive on change i think that was hard when uh when you moved out of Fort Col or when you moved out of Colorado, I always considered I'm like, oh, could I actually be away from the seasons? You know, yeah. And there's always every season in the middle of winter, I'm sick of snow, but in the in the middle of summer, I'm sick of the heat too. You know, yeah. And the only time I'm actually ever perfectly happy, I feel, is in the fall. Pumpkin spice. Yeah, I yeah. really am. Like, I fall is my most creative time. The weather's the weather is not commanding you to do anything but decay and yeah no that's it you know i i do like that point i'll start people listening question that for yourselves too like hey do i that because that i've never even i've i think peripherally thought of that but not as precisely as does that affect my creative motivation probably in 100 percent it does does uh, to turn it on you though? Being a podcast, you do more of a constant art. Oh, that was ooh, your phone. Buddy. This is the first podcast we've done in like uh, two months, so we're I'm slacking. But yes, uh, you're, but, but you're the, right. But are you punishing yourself for slacking? Are you allowing that that two months? You uh, you tell me. <laughs> Just red marks all over my body. Um, I am. I punish. Yeah, I. But it's also it's healthy punishment. I think because. It's it's you're always waiting like, on the other person just, to have the podcast with you too. Yeah, <laughs> you have to wait for the other person to get their shit together. Well, no, that's not even it. it. I punish myself for not like it's. I'm at a different pace than a lot of these, and that's and I. But I I don't look at it as like I got to hustle. I'm a hustler. Like no, it's more just like I want to make sure my content is good, and I'm getting over the like hump of being too picky about it and just being like, lad, just trust your gut, trust your instinct, make something good. And if you're not stoked with that, always going to be the case, right? Like it, it, and especially in this form, it's, 
like, what was that podcast about? It's like, I used to, and it was fun. I'll, I don't regret doing them, but there were, there were times when we were like, I look back and, and it's, and it's all part of the growing thing, but you're like, once the momentum starts and you just, you get over a little of that guilt slash punishment of like, I'm not doing enough or I'm a, are they bet? It's like, yeah, start just be nice with yourself when you're with your art of like, yeah, you, that wasn't great. Here's, we got to fix that. We got to work on that. That's, oh, that's, that's so well said. Cause I, I've, I've gone through a bigger period of my life as an artist punishing myself for what I didn't accomplish. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've kind of made a, a move over the last two years where I just fully enjoy doing it. And it's like catharsis. And it's like what I've wanted to have is like a part where you can, a part of your brain where you can control where you fade away into. Cause a lot of times you can ruminate and put yourself in bad thoughts or whatever. But when you're able to, uh, you know, control how you feel during that time. And, and during those times, like when I'm amped, when I'm super excited to get creative, yeah, you know, weather's good outside whatever you got an album on when you're like those are fucking great moments yeah well so okay so when you have those is that like do you do a little like okay remember that this is does that is it it sounds like the food because kind of feeding the like like okay yeah that's right that's why or a reminder food reminder soul food reminder i boy i just derailed on that thought but <laughs> people are like good god get it together sir. About food. About Badger, food. if you've listened if anybody listening has listened to more than one of these they know that i have a moment about yeah about 20 minutes in where my brain just is like now we run over the smooth part of bender's brain where there's no more wrinkles but the thought was i'm not helping either no, but that's right. <laughs> it sounds like that that when you have those is it that like it's not a cliche, but like it's the good moments that make me keep going. But it is in art when you're like, oh yeah, it's uh, to me. It's with anything. I went surfing again for the first time in a long time. I was slacking, and I went on Monday this last Monday and caught a few way and ha- and I was like, oh yeah, dummy. Like, how did I forget that feeling? Like, is it because you're punished? You're like, oh, like it. It wasn't a guilt. It was just like, oh man, like what happened? Where? Who was I when I forgot? that good feeling from what I was doing and creativity, same thing. Like when you're making stuff and you have those, like, I bet I can only imagine when you're sculpting and you're welding, like you weld a piece that you cut and measured and it goes on. And it's like, I, to me, I can picture you just being like, it's like, Oh fuck, that feels good. Cause it's like, yes, it fit. And it looks awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like catching a wave. Yeah. And then there's plenty of other times where you fail, you know, <laughs> You're like, and in sculpture, it means a lot, a lot more time. It's like, you know, yeah. how long it, for, for instance, when I was sculpting Luna Mothra, she is a metal woman with 22 foot wingspan. So my, and I am obsessed with anatomy and proportions and there were so many times <laughs> i'm only going to take that clip out i'm obsessed with anatomy and then, <laughs> i'm obsessed with but i really i love like no, dude, dude it's about you, cross-referencing forever yeah, your yeah. eyes looking at one thing and then comparing them to the next and i would love to see a video of what people's eyes look like when when they're trying to replicate something because yeah that's their eyes are just gonna go ding ding ding, ding. but hmm. but to answer your question though there's plenty of times where the mistake made 
I knew I'd known how long it took to make that to that point. So if you have to physically cut something off and start over again, you know that it's going to take that amount of time to mm. get where you were. And so it's a really like, it can be really like it, it deflating, you know, cause you're like, Holy yeah. shit, this is going to take yeah. this long to get it to maybe where it'll fit again. Ooh, yeah. I always like it. I always liken it to recording an album though, because it's like, yeah. what are you going for? What's the entire, what's the point of all this collection, all these pieces put together? Mm, yeah that's man, that's a good point because it is and for new people to new badge new people to badger you're you also are you still hello we'll just I'll, i always try and send people to your toponis page on soundcloud um I appreciate that and i've used a lot of your music in in my intros without kind of without kind of with your permission but i'm always like thanks badger and you're like no i don't ever mind i like for, i'm not i think it would be different if you were in like the business of music which is extremely hard to yeah. you know market your music and then also sell it i make it for fun and if anybody wants to use it for anything frankly like asking me is like would the answer is probably always gonna yeah, be just, I, but you know? i always think my thing now especially with all the weird here, here's what we'll do we'll say the word and then we will not talk about it because i don't understand it like in the world we live in of now there's nfts and you're like i have i'm having difficulty understanding what those are like me neither and we try i'm not gonna go there but the like fact of like just give credit to the original artist if you're borrowing or using because that's like it's especially on instagram i've seen some awesome instagram artists being like, hey, please unfollow this account. These guys stole my art and put it on T-shirts, and they're selling it as their own. And it's right. like, man, that's the world. Like, that's what. But that's, dude, that's yeah. a great point. Illustrators ha and and you and I collectively have plenty of friends that are have seen a lot of success. I'm thinking of Audrey with her uh, beer labels. I've had a couple friends do some labels like that. Uh, but to steal someone's art is a screenshot. Like, it's got to be the hardest fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's why, like, I, I, I put my, my drawings up on the Bender Blend page and shit, and I never even thought about it. I screenshot like, and sell your shit all the time, by the and way. And that's the thing, so. is, like, someone might, and part of me is, like, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not, and, but here's, this is obviously, this is the obvious difference. I don't get paid to make art, and it, but it, well, like, how do we help these other, like, you, you have, actually you're an actual like you get paid to make art like sometimes protecting yourself from the digital <laughs> and that's why like obviously the nobody's gonna they can screenshot luna mothra all they want but they didn't build it and that's why but, like, the, but the, what you're touching on is that in my as a sculpture artist i have the choice to sell yeah and a lot yeah. of the, no one can unless they actually dude i just installed a dragonfly in denver i, I think you saw it the other day yeah it's awesome. um and the, one of the questions, it was bizarre. They And although it made me feel like I'm making it somewhere, is that the city of, you know, the city officials were like, how well does your art do against vandalism? And Ooh. I I wasn't exactly, like, perplexed by that. Oh, um, that was a video, but that's great. Um, so, <laughs> wait, that's actually, okay, yeah, so sorry, go ahead. Well, how, they asked how it well performs against vandalism, and I'm like, well, what kind of vandalism are we talking about? I mean, it's metal, but like someone's got to be extremely angry at me to do something to it. 
And then, but if they, I mean, the way I saw it is like, if they want to cut it down and steal a heavy metal sculpture, like, I guess they wanted it that bad, but I, I, I don't know how to fear what would happen. You know, oh, I'm well, like, how do you fear the unknown? Well, and like also, I have no idea what would let's happen. Point out what a, that's the world we live in. And with that, that guy had that question, like, we know people are pieces of shit. So how do you deal with that? It's like, dude, right. How about I told them like, what a weird, that's a weird question to be like, wow, that's super pessimistic, man. Like you're going to assume like that says that's, oh, that's weird. There's weird. It was, it, I mean, there. it was, it was, it was interesting is all it was like, yeah. I was like, bold. I feel like suddenly I feel like I'm like, should I put some, like, should I electrify it? So you go to zap it and it's oh, like Captain dude, Nemo's so ship. I think, you know, so next opportunity that comes up deadpan delivery, you have to just be like, oh, it'll, it'll produce 400 volts of electricity and probably kill them. And no, but they no, will still touch it. And, oh, and don't blink and just look at them and and see what, how they respond. Like, wow, that seems extreme and be like, well, it was a dumb question. So I thought I'd give you a, you know, I, how you could, <laughs> then you get more notoriety of like Badger the, or LaFaro, Nick LaFaro, uh, is hard to interview like oh he's a metal artist that's like like, yes no man i'm too much i'm too goddamn humble i'm like so fucking happy anybody would want to talk to me about art so (laughs) you know well so cheers to you on that level too buddy well yeah i mean Uh, it's it i'm trying to give more people like i want people to look at my friends that are making awesome things and that's always you do you do a proper collaboration which was one of like the topics i wanted to bring up is like what I have discovered in in collaborating is it's better not to be able to see someone yeah. else in the conversation. No. Um, I, I discovered in all my times collaborating, I want to do my part as for whatever I do. Yeah. And then the, the, the person I'm collaborating with does what they do. Mm-hmm. But I'm never, I, I think I, I, I'd never, I, I thought I could be one of those artists that like, hey, everyone, we're meeting up at eight tomorrow. Everybody grab a paintbrush we're doing it like i'm more about like hey i need my time to build my portion of this of this yeah being, you know I, yeah. um which is why with the book it worked out great like my mother wrote the fairy tale about my sculpture luna mothra mm-hmm. which is more or less a fairy tale and she sent it to me she was like oh i wrote this on a whim about our niece and i was like mom this is really good and i, I was like it was a great story but I also wanted to add so much to it and help her formulate it into a cohesive yeah. front to end. So we just did it uh, for fun and then got a couple friends to illustrate it. And really, it was like four pieces of a pie. Uh, my mom would write. She'd send some shit to me. Um, and then I would do my part. And then she, I would send it back to her. And she, like, it went on like that for a year. Yeah. And then I finally got a couple friends to read it. And um, Emily and Jonathan um emily ray and jonathan davis for any listeners they're amazing illustrators but they had taken the time to read the story and i really didn't give them any rules i was like yeah illustrate what how your vision of what the book or whatever you think this mythical being would look like and they just did a, a profoundly original take on it and emily and jonathan have this like for me, like a wonderfully 80s movie cover idea to their art. I don't know if you – and I'm sending your copy too, by the way. Oh, cool. Um, I got to send one to your brothers too. I'll Venmo I got Tim's app. address. Oh, you're good there. But I just mostly want to see what you think. But <clears throat> but she's got this great way of illustrating where it's like you got these characters' faces 
super detailed, all swirling and kind of like a narrative of what the what happens in sequence in the book. And that always echoed to me like 1980s, like epic children um, fantasy movies, Goonies, things like that. Never ending story. And I think she it was just a wonderful project to do, to work with these these people. And none of us were ever looking over the other's shoulder. Yeah. And nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, we just kind of shared the same vision to make a fairy tale that was more morally directed at like a young adult and not necessarily like a bedtime story. We didn't uh, my mother and I chose not to change up any vocabulary and make it or or dumb down or that might not be the best word is simplify. Badger, it's OK. There's dumb people out there. We we love you, yeah. dumb people, but they're dumb. So they maybe they don't. Well, yeah, so there's no dumb. reason to, to lessen a narrative <laughs> to make it more accessible. You yeah, know? no, I understand. But, yeah, well, you're, but you're, big fans of Coraline and and Neil Gaiman and that. So that type of like wonderful curiosity of a child that like you know that we kind of all tend to forget we have which you know in full circle makes me feel like that's what creativity is it's it's youth and it's childhood and so when you're being creative you're fully utilizing your imagination and that's something we don't get to do all the time because we're always fucking working you know like people have so many things they have to do that they have no time to use their imagination and that's why art's so important well, yeah, exactly. And going back to the beginning of this, when you're like, why does this even matter if it's the apocalypse? You know what dictators do? The first thing do they do, one of the first things they do when they take o- try and take over is they get rid of all the artists, the poets, because that is your imagination. Um, and I'm not, uh, that is not a novel thought. I've heard this before because you, they interviewed... God, badgie. But yeah, your point being like, what is art? Art does matter to the people, like to almost everybody, unless you're a piece of shit and you, you know what I mean? But it is, that is the point is creativity is the imagination of humor. Right. Of human. And I think that's what's always been good about your podcast. Right. Like you really just explore creativity. And yeah, people are like, um, that's a broad topic. I'm like, yeah, but it's also that it is, a- yeah, well, I go all Jeff Bridges. Well, uh, you know, think of them, most of the time people punish creativity by calling it a hobby, and I hate that. Ooh, fucking word, yeah, well, we, we could do. Let's just do a whole hour bit on the word hobby. Hobby is like what you you're like. Oh, it's just a hobby. You don't want like any. You want people that hobby definitely are gonna like post about it. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah, that's they, a hobby. That is a hobby. They no, you're yeah. Well, language nowadays has become there's a lot of words that have become weaponized and it's weird and but that's like imagine telling a parent their kid was a hobby they'd be like excuse me you know excuse me and they'd be like what's your son's name and they'd be like oh shit you got me you're like what are your hobbies oh i like dogs like how is dogs a hobby you don't have a fucking choice you own a dog what what is your hobby my kids my kids mm-hmm. baseball careers are my hobby. Um well that's how it works now. Yep. We're just now we sound bitter. <laughs> my kids are not yeah. bitter. What well, is well, I just feel bad. They're like, what do you what do you do with your life? And they're like, whatever my kids are doing is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and that's we are we're kids of the eighties, dude. It wasn't like that for us. I'm like my parents' not. life was not my life. And and their life was not, you know. My life was not the we, life. <laughs> my parents locked us out and we came home for food. We were fed. We were pets. You were hobbies. We were hobbies. I am full circle. Oh. 
Bam, next point. No, I'm just It's not that kind of podcast. Bam, next point. Um, we're meandering, but I, I think we're hovering around the, you know, the idea of really just picking your brain as an artist and also noticing, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of similarities with other artists that we've talked to about there's certain things like uh, Manuel from Manuel, the band we, we talked, Gabby and I talked to him. Um, great singer. Like he, and, but he, and I love how honest he was. He was like, dude, I love my band. I love my band mates. Like they're great, but I write the songs. They don't like I, and it's like, he was like, it sounds egotistical, but I can't let somebody else write a song. And I was like, that's I, at least you're on it. Like, I, but I also understand that perspective of like, were they in the studio when he said this? No, were they on the podcast? No, they know, but they know, but he said, oh. but the, here's why my collaboration is back to your point of like, we all had part our part. Like, Oh, right. Right. But it's still and a collaboration. See, so great, like you can still have, cause he, and he acknowledged, he was like, yeah, part of it is the ego thing, but he's like, mostly it's just how it, it works to collaborate with other people's like, it works no, better that way. Like as yeah, long like as everybody part. Yeah. You, you help and support each other. And that's so much. I wish I, I wish I knew when I was playing music, I wish I could, I wish I could have had a lot more fun with it and been less serious about so much. It's wow. just been like, Hey, what'd you come up with? And boom, you're like, I think, you know, I can only see it like that in retrospect and, and going, but that's how creativity should work. I think a lot of the times they're, it, then they're, I call it war hauling people. I think I used this last time I talked to you. It's like when you sit in a chair, there's some people that like for art shows, they just want to sit in a chair and dictate what everybody's doing. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not going to work like that, you know, mm -hmm. like you have to, the, the whole collective has to share the vision and, and it's got to be done from the heart and not so much from like this. Like it's, I, I, sometimes it's bad when you have the ego level and that's personally like while, while in my art, I, uh, I, I don't choose to be alone. It just, it works that way. I, I enlist help if I ever need, well, um things yeah. being moved but when dude when it comes to moving things buying the tools um moving the actual sculpture that's all me there and i think there's a lot of artists that like are disconnected what from what they do because they don't partake in the entire uh transition it takes from creating the piece to putting it up somewhere and there's a lot of people i've i've worked with too many that they they want to create something and then leave it up to everybody else to deal with the art, you know, hmm. and and it needs to be you need to be responsible for for your creations, you know. Yeah, I think that's and if you build something that's going to fall on somebody or hurt somebody, you, if it does fall, like yeah. which is that's, which is why my latest uh, piece was like one of the. The, the most terrifying welds I did in the end. It, it's very windy up in the canyon where I installed her. She's outdoors. It's right on the river where there's floods. Um, and then there's the forest fires. So it's really like yeah. earth, wind and fire, everything raging in that canyon. And uh, so, dude, it was a it was a stressful time. But, uh, but you learn a lot about like out engineering nature, which is impossible in the end. But I had to create something that wouldn't get blown off and decapitate some hippies or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what do what what was the word re or out engineer nature? Uh, that'd be a great band name. But you're right. 
it's like, no, you just work with nature. Like, look what trees do to brace themselves from, from wind. Oh, okay. Like you ever seen a, have you ever seen what a palm tree does in a hurricane? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they like bend completely. Rubber. They look like rubber. Yeah, and, and they survive, but that's yeah. what they, you know, so that's it's all something to consider. <laughs> like that. No, that's that like smell. one of those street, those street yeah. signs. The inflatable wavy arm guys. Yeah. See, that's what, where did they get the idea from? Palm trees. Seriously. Anyways, we replicate nature. Uh, nature finds a way or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you're, that's it. That's, but you're right but your art so that that process alone that the fact that you're because that is a you you're in a unique not unique uh, but you're there's how many other art other than the others that's a dumb let me read i'm gonna go over find my wrinkle brain your particular art form sculpture is you're not just a sculpt like you are also that yeah you're engineering you have to be like common sense like how the hell is this thing going to stand up so that also requires to me that requires an extra level of because when you're like how high risk is a painting you just paint like no you know what i mean like that is an interesting facet of your your art is like your art could actually hurt someone <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of my own blood physically not emo it. probably hopefully Dude, emotionally, the only time it, i actually ever get actually physically cut by my pieces is when I'm fucking coating it with clear coat or, oh. or like the final touches where I'm like, I go up and I'm like, Oh yeah. Ow. Fuck. You know? Um, no, it, but it's not to diminish like what painters have to think about, but I think the word, no, like, we're, no, we're not doing dude, that, but we're, I think you're touching on something is though. Every artist has to consider time time. Yeah. Because dude, even a painting untouched, just time alone deteriorates it without That's any right. weather no yeah absolutely. you know humidity like did you ever see cave of forgotten dreams of course Werner herzog you yeah know? it was yeah a long it time was ago. so good they opened this cave and there's fucking cave paintings with woolly rhino yeah. and saber-toothed tiger like people were alive when these animals were around and they painted on them but they they moved this this fire through the cave and as the fire mm -hmm. shadows play on the rocks, it's considered the first cinematography ever. But, dude, they realized by going into that cave and doing the documentary, they fucked, it up. They fucked up the atmosphere. So yeah. they, they finish the documentary and then they seal it off. But that is – that's amazing. You know, that art lasted so, yeah, pretty long. But you're right. You're – okay. Without so, any consideration of time. Yeah, they the just – so that – I mean – we could go really hippy dippy whippy whippy dippy snippity bibbity, but <laughs> I'm definitely not doing. I'm annoyed with myself right now. Um, think about, but that is, oh man, my, the thought that popped in my head was like that. What what internal is there something that that we have as humans of like leaving a mark, especially a creative mark, like uh, imbu it imbues its here I'm going to get really fucking woo woo with you. It imbues some kind of magic of like permanence without knowing that it like, you're like in the moment, that passion of like, I gotta, I gotta express myself. You don't think about time ruining it. And so that's got like, a, it's got a little cool time spell on it to like preserve it for a little while. Uh, you know, <laughs> see, I got woo woo, but <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> That's what you get for getting woo-woo. Well, you know, um, 
I don't expect you to answer that in any other way than like, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> no more using the word woo woo for sure. Woo woo woo. That's probably <laughs> offensive somewhere. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So Lunamot, so your cha- uh, we, the obvious challenges were just the, the scale alone. Uh, that's, that's tw- 22 foot wingspan. How, how tall was she? Like eight feet? She was nine feet tall. Jesus. So uh, her body, her body and wings together were about 300 pounds. Okay. Um, and then her stand though, I used her, her entire ground stand is um, basically steel, an entire steel frame. Um, some of it was six inches wide by four. Um, so it's a bit, it looks kind of like bridge trusses. If you were to look behind her, I built her in such a way that when you look at her, you can't see any of the, yeah um structural components which which is partly the reason i wanted such a big wingspan but that was not part of the rule i just absolutely did not want to do a tinkerbell i didn't want a skinny uh a skinny fluttering thing with this it never made sense to me how like wings that little could lift lift somebody you know um yeah like i remember reading this thing like ass what (laughs) yeah i i did spend two weeks on that butt and I was very proud of the great butt. Proud of butt. It is buns of steel. My pigness, but hey, <clears throat> it was important. Hey, if you've seen well, my Sasquatch sculpture, so he has a great butt too. So it is important, and that goes back to your point what you said earlier that your like anatomy is important because even in the abstract, like you've because that but like that's an abstract piece in concept but it is your and it's fun that you use like you're great not like it's fiction and non-fiction blended well together yeah you know yeah yeah you have to it I, i i like for me i loved making a character completely up that's why i think i talked to you a little bit about it where as she really took form, I'd like bump into her sometimes or, or hit her with a tool and I'd, I'd apologize. It was getting a little bit, uh, it was getting a little bit uncanny like that where she was no longer a bunch of hunks of metal. It was like this, yeah. this very precious person to me, <laughs> you know, yeah. that I was like, I am going to resurrect you and make you make sure you live on. And That's awesome. it was hard. I, I welding her in place in the Canyon took three whole days. It was awful. Like I'd get there crack of crack of dawn and we had to put her wings up by we was uh, my poor fiance and sometimes just people that I grabbed that were I'm like, can you hold this? Yeah, part? like, but dude, <laughs> that's awesome. But we, hey. we originally we originally put her wings going kind of straight back, kind of like an anime shot. Yeah, like yeah. Her, like she was dropping v, down in a V shape, Yeah, like a V. Yeah. But the problem was when you looked at her dead on it, it ruined like the, it looked the like just eclipsing. a very awesome chesty chesty thing <laughs> chesty guy uh yeah <laughs> no that's interesting that you but you adapted to that like okay well that doesn't look right but that also adds another element of like challenge of, like her wings are heavier than the rest of her like yeah well i mean if like if you consider what what wingspan it would take to get us off the ground it would be enormous I mean, that, so that, I, I find it hard to believe they ever have like these little wings. Like they'd have well, to, we, these, like, they don't, we enormous. don't, but, but fairies do. So it works because they're tiny. 
Yeah, well, and I, that's what I was going for is like growing up yeah. drawing comic books and shit was like I wanted a fairy that looked like she could kick the shit out of you. And I mean, consider what a fairy would be too. A fairy bounds through the woods and is constantly active, you know, constantly moving and flying. So that's like she's got to be jacked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was yeah. that's I and I was dude when I was building her. Her form, I was watching the Olympics and I love like watching gymnasts because that shit blows my fucking mind. But I think watching a lot of gymnasts at the time had like an impact that like I was thinking what it would be like to land on something and roll, you know? Yeah. Well, I can see that in her thigh shape. Like, you know, your your choice of body type for that is like it was perfect because it was. It just created the like, like you said, you're not this is not a. Like, oh, this is a present. Like, and but that's I don't. I'm that's I'm not even gonna. Well, think of the Lorax. Like, I wanted an animal that you wanted something that is like would kick the shit out of you if you littered. Don't litter. Yeah, like (laughs) I don't even know where I was gonna go, but doesn't matter. But that's yeah, that's that's again part of the like. Where do you get your influence from? And you know, seeing that. That, that's interesting that you, that, that, and, and I'm sure we see it all the time and maybe that, maybe it should be obvious if we look at it and realize like, what are the influences here? It's like, well, they were probably paying attention to this and this, and it's all pattern recognition. It's just kind of like, yeah, certain things appeal to certain artists. And so they use that pattern over and over because it's, it, that is it. And, and, and look at me, dude, skulls. What the fuck? Like, what is it about a skull that is so, but I'm like, there's so much potential empty. Like to me, I always look at a, my little skull drawings as like, look at all that potential space inside of a cool, cool looking structure. Like that's where, uh, that's where my brain goes is the potential of inside of that. Isn't that weird that like, yeah, there can be some stuff coming on the outside, but I look at my, my eye is drawn in to the inside of that shape is what interests me. And so I repeat that. And yeah, geometry, geometry. you're referencing like an anatomical geometry, not a trend. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, with yours is you, you, for people that don't know you, which there's a lot that listen that don't know badgie, they know that I talk to you or talk about you a lot, but you're, you love horror movies, but you're also like you, you are my go-to authority on everything Godzilla and Kaiju. Cause it's like, yeah, you're, you've been, I think it's fair to say I'm, I'm a scholar of monsters. Are, are you upset? Cause it is obsessed, but in the, and I mean that no pejorative, just in the best way, like you're obsessed yeah. with that. Well, I, I love for one characters, uh, for two, monsters are history. Monsters represent everything. Wait a minute, you're obsessed. Of, of <laughs> <laughs> like just like i said well so yeah no okay sorry, continue. characters We're and here. no i mean like for instance medusa yeah can you name a cooler character in the history of characters in my opinion no hercules no i'm just kidding like she like she's badass like there is a cool yeah there's I'm... a cool concept tragic story uh but that's that's what the monster always references is is something uglier about humanity mm. and never you know and that's yeah. and that theme is always going to be repeated and that's why 
I think monsters are cool because there's somewhere to put your fear. Yeah. And, 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 and put everything else in and react to the world, you know? Yeah. And I think whoever it created Godzilla slash or saw him when he was, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, that fear of like that size, that scale of a month of like, I'm looking up and up and up at this thing that is, cause that to me was always like one of my, the appeals of those, those enormity, just how big King Kong was and how like that there's something. Okay, cool. Awesome monster, but also like this scale. It's like, why is that? So it's, and that's probably, I think it's, it, it reminds anything that it, like back to our completely reminds you about how futile and little and weak you are. Ooh, it's I, like, that's what it is. When like, dude, for, for something for me, which was one of the scariest scenes in any movie for me, this is so strange, but was in Interstellar. Do you yeah. like the wave scene? That that scene, I am fucking terrified oh, of dude, giant it, ass waves. Yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, me. I live in the mountains, but yeah, but that's probably why I live here. Like, but the the idea of, I mean, I love that whole play in that scene where they're like, yeah. it's by, by those mountains. So as a viewer, you forget about that lurking darkness in the background, and then all of a sudden, that that darkness is bigger because it's not mountains. Yeah. Uh, those are it's a wave. Oh, that's fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it is. No, that one of the. Yeah, some okay. And that's so, what kaiju or what you're referencing is like this something that will absolutely you have, have absolutely no defense against. And I think that's what's fun about yeah. No, general. I agree. You that know? is the fun because humans were at the top of the food chain. So when you meet something that puts you on the bottom again, you yeah, know that's it, which is rare for us now. It, it, the pandemic didn't do, you know. I'm God, that's terrible. Laughing. <laughs> no, don't say. Well, it. you know what I mean. It didn't. It didn't finish everyone. I, no, I but but here's the thing. edit that later. Well, viruses have always been. They will. That's always going to be a thing. There will be a new virus. They're one of the most. It's the weirdest life form that is not that is not classified as a life form, and it's that is it's. To me, it was a good reminder of like, yeah, like it doesn't, these viruses do not give a shit what our ego, they're like, yeah, okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but no, that, and that's why the monsters are because something you can, you can see, you can kind of have that like, okay, I see how big that is. It's terrifying, but I can see it. Well, pandemic is, is it not a kaiju? You no, know, the it's pandemic like, is the it's, pandemic. It's the same a, thing. It's a John it's like Grisham this. novel. You're like, yeah, yeah. Andromeda right. strain. Like, can't see it, but it's in there. And it's like. That goes into the two styles of like, there are not two. There's not two. There's more. But that the fear based stuff of like stuff you can see is ter we can make that terrifying and stuff you can't see is also terrifying. And if you do it right and you write the right story. And Dude, Johnny and I were actually talking about this earlier. I was talking about favorite scenes and. uh and and why I'm not a big fan of movies like Saw or like torture porn horror stuff is that like one of my favorite scenes in, in Jaws is when that guy is checking on the kids and he's like, hey, you kids doing all right? And and the shark knocks over the boat and you see him clinging, the, clinging to the side and you just see the shark's head. But barely, it's all murky in the water, but it's going, it just drags him away. But all you really see is its head and it's like gaping mouth. Like, I think it's so much more important to leave the 50% of the fear up to the viewer. Let yeah. their imaginations mm. 
do the rest. And I think I get I get blown away sometimes in movies where I'm like, you didn't have to show all of that. Like you have to rely on that. Your viewer has enough of imagination to know what else is there. Yeah. And then it's twice as scary because, you know, if it if it's up to them, 50 percent, then it's their own personal personal horror, you know? Yeah. Well, that that and with same thing with books like a good author like Stephen King like I'm gonna let you guys do some of the work you know I can't see what oh yeah that's fine um yeah anyways let's uh hold on one second I'm gonna readjust my camera